Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoy today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. See, the Apostle John, he was an eyewitness to the life of Jesus. And he saw Jesus teach, and he saw Jesus heal, and he saw, he saw Jesus dead on a cross, and then he saw him alive. I mean, John saw, he saw kindness and compassion and love like he had never seen, like he had never experienced. It was on display right in front of him. And, and John had to tell the story. And, and, he, and he says, he says, I want you to experience this. I want you to know. I want you to understand who Jesus is. I don't want you to be pretty sure. I want you to be certain because I am certain. And John left his father's fishing business to follow Jesus because of what he saw. And then he outlived his friends. He, he was the last remaining apostle who was alive. And so he documents it. He writes the story down. But John wasn't content just to tell you what happened. John wants to tell you why. In fact, he lays it out really clear in John 20, verse 30. He says, Jesus performed many other signs in front of his disciples that are not written in this book. He says, but friends, these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And if you believe this, you will have life because you belong to him. He's not telling you to believe, he's actually going to build a case why you should believe. Why you should believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. Why you can be certain that he gave his life for you and that he longs to be in a right relationship with you. And then he says, if you do, if you do believe, you will have life because you belong to him. See, the sequence that John lays out is actually the sequence by which he became a follower of Jesus, by which he became a believer. And he says, hey, there are these events, which are signs, which are evidence, so that you can believe in and trust in. There are events that serve as signs or signals pointing toward, and these are evidence that Jesus is who he says he is. He's the Son of God. And I want you to believe that, and I want you to trust in. Now, those of you who are followers of Jesus, John would say, hey, my goal is to strengthen your faith. My goal is for you to, to have confidence in Jesus, not to be pretty sure, but to be certain, to trust him, to, to give your life to him and experience the life you were called to live. And those of you who are exploring or just not sure, you're like, ah, I don't know, I just, Greg, I can't quite get there. Well, guess what John would say? You're in the right place at the right time because what I'm going to tell you are, are signs that become evidence that Jesus is who he says he is. And my passion and my prayer is that you will believe that and trust in and go all in and make Jesus the leader of your life, that you will follow him and that you'll be baptized because Jesus wants to do life with you and he has an amazing plan for your life. So in the Gospel of John, the Apostle John, he organizes his account around these seven events which serve as seven signs. 
signs. And last week we looked at the first sign, and today I want us to dive into the second sign, which is in Gospel of John chapter 4, beginning verse 46. He says, once more Jesus visited Cana in Galilee where he had turned the water into wine. See, the the first sign was in John chapter 2. Jesus turned water into fine wine. Now he's back. He's in the same region. He's in the same city. And and a royal official was there and his son was sick in bed at Capernaum. So sign one is a joyful occasion, a wedding. Sign two is a heartbreaking occasion. It's a sick Son And Jesus gets involved in both, in the celebration and in the sickness. And I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul said to the church in Romans 12, 15. He says, rejoice, be joyful with those who are joyful, be sad with those who are sad. Now, notice the detail here, Capernaum. Uh, Capernaum is it's about an eight or nine hour walk, but this is a royal official, so he has a, an entourage and a horse and a chariot. So it's probably a two to a three-hour trip. And it says the official heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea. So he went to Jesus and he begged him to come and heal his son because the boy was close to death. And he didn't send a servant. He didn't send a family member. I mean, this is a, a desperate father, right? Desperate times call for desperate measures. I mean, when was the last time you were desperate? So here's the scene. This royal official, he sees Jesus. He falls on the ground at his feet. says, Jesus, my son is dying. I need your help. You must come with me. I mean, the verb tense here is this idea of pleading over and over and over. I mean, forget dignity, forget theology, forget worldview. This is a desperate father. Then John continues, verse 48. He says that, Jesus told him, you people will never believe unless you see signs and wonders. Now, this sounds harsh. In fact, the English translation of this is harsh. But but Jesus here is addressing a wider audience. He's not speaking specifically to this royal official, you people. And the word never is actually probably better translated not. You will not believe unless you see signs and wonders. Verse 49, it says, the royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Again, sir, it's a title of respect. The royal official, he's, he's humbling himself. He's going low. He is desperate. But notice his, his confidence. Why? He's heard stories. He's heard rumors about this, this Jesus, about this miracle worker. I mean, picture this. There, there's, there's one of two things going to happen, right? I mean, this guy sees two options. Option one is Jesus comes with me. We go home and my son lives. Option two is Jesus says, no, he doesn't come and my sick son dies. And then Jesus smiles. Look at verse 50. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. I mean, this is, this is almost casual. The language here, it's like this, go, go, go about your business. Like, don't hurry, don't worry. Your son will live. <laughs> well, time out, time out. I, I mean, I just traveled all this way. I just traveled hours. I've come all of this way. And my son is sick, 
and he's going to die. And I've heard these rumors and I've heard stories about this man who, who is healing. I've heard stories about this miracle worker. And so my wife looked at me and she says, you go get that man and you bring him here. You do whatever it takes because this guy is our only hope for our sick son. And so now, Jesus, I, I've come all of this way. And now I'm here and you're saying, just go. Go home. Without you, without any assurance except your word, without, without any proof. And Jesus asked him to do what he asked of you and what he asked of me. He says, trust me based on the testimony of others. And Jesus says to you and Jesus says to me, he says, go. Go. Go love beyond what you think you can do. Go, show self-control. Go give beyond what makes sense. Go be kinder than you have to be. Go be the first one to cross the barrier. Go be the first one to extend the hand. Go be the first one to stand up for. Go, 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 share my love. I mean, this is where we live. I mean, what we're seeing in this story is a lifetime reduced to a day. And this resonates with me. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that my wife and I felt a prompting for God to start a church in Miami. And God's like, go, I'm with you. And like the royal official, I'm like, whoa, 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 time out now, S slow down. Because things aren't so bad here. I mean, we're, we're comfortable, we're, we're safe. I mean, this is, this is good. And then, and then like, well, I, you know, I'm just not smart enough or... I, I just don't have enough talent. I'm not, I, don't, I don't have enough money. I'm not good enough. I, I mean, how am I going to pay the bills? I can't do it. Go. And we are asked to take Jesus at his word based on the word or the testimony of other people. To, to go about your day with unanswered prayers. To go about your day with your questions and your doubts and your uncertainty. To go as if he is who he claimed to be. I mean, he looks at this guy and says, go, your son will live. And the royal official, he stares. And he looks at his entourage. And he's diminished himself by begging. And now, he's not getting what he wants. He's not getting who he came for. And you can just see he, he exhales. And, and, he, and he has to make his decision. And this is a decision people have been making for 2,000 years. And this is a decision that changes the trajectory of a life. This is the decision that you have to make, that I have to make. And Jesus' words here, they impose a stiff test. And he gives the man no sign. I mean, <laughs> the, the royal official has nothing but Jesus' word. Go. But that's enough. And this royal official, he believes. He has faith. He shows confidence. He believes what Jesus says, and he goes his way. I mean, look at this next line that John recorded. I mean, this, this is amazing. It says, the man believed what Jesus said, and so he left. I mean, he believed and then he behaved as if what Jesus said could be 
trusted. He walked away from the only one who could save his son because he trusted him. And he walked home by faith, not by sight. Now, now hold on. I mean, this guy's not even a believer yet. He's not a follower of Jesus. This guy's not a Christian, a, a Christ follower. But yet he believed and he left. He trusted and he, his body backed up what he believed. You know, some of you, you you're holding back, right? You're, 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 you're walking, the illustration I have in my head is like you're walking around the pool and you're taking laps around the pool and you're going around the pool and you're looking like, hey, that's water. But guess what? You're never going to get it until you get wet, until you jump in. Maybe another way to, to say it is, is like the royal official. You have a picture, and you have a picture in your mind or in your head. You have a picture, and, and you're waiting for it all to kind of fit your picture. This is how I see it. See, the royal official, he had a picture in his head. He says, I go get Jesus. This is my picture. He comes home with me. He heals my son, and then we have cake and ice cream, right? That's his picture. But instead of getting what he pictured, Jesus says, Go, no, no, I'm not going with you, and there's no proof. It's just, it's just, just my word, and, and the clear step is just go, go, go home. Don't hurry, don't worry, just go home. <laughs> this is good. Look what he says. It says that while he was still on his way home, his slaves met him, and they gave him the news that his boy was living. Verse 52. He asked them, what, what time... His son got better. And they said, yesterday at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the fever left him. You can see this guy. The chill is running down his spine. His, his eyes are, are, are filled with tears. He looks back toward Canaan. <laughs> and look, look what John said, verse 53. It says, the father, the royal official, he realized what had happened. That was the exact time Jesus had said, your son will live. You can just see that he meets the servants. They give him this news. Hey, your son is better. The fever is gone. It's the exact time. You can see that he just kicks his horse. He goes as fast as he can uh, toward home. And he gets to the door. He meets his wife at the door. And she's like just beyond herself. Something miraculous has happened. But yet he doesn't look surprised. And, and, and she's like, well, where's the, the rabbi? Where's the teacher that you swore to me that you were going to bring home? And then he tells her the story. By the way, I, I love the, the wording in that verse. It says, the exact time. See, God's timing is always perfect. And my experience is that the majority of the time, his timing is different than my timing or your timing. See, our timing is microwave or instant. It's why we like social media so much. It's why it's so popular, because it plays to our, our human desire. It's right now Right on my time, when I want it, now, right now, my time, my picture. But my time, many times, is not the exact time or the right time or his time. What are you waiting on right now? I, I love the, the detail that John includes. He says that so he and his his whole family, his entire family become believers. 
Now he believes. Now he becomes a follower of Jesus. His entire family. The rumors were true. He, 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 he puts his faith in. He puts his confidence in God. And he goes from pretty sure, I heard some stories, to certain. And this confidence in God, it's, it's living every day as if Jesus is who he claimed to be. I mean, this confidence in God is, is that his, as if his words are true. It's as if he really is your heavenly father. I mean, this confidence in God is as if your sin is actually forgotten and forgiven. As if you are known, as if you are loved, if you really are an ambassador to this unique brand of love. John says in verse 54, he says, This was the second sign that Jesus did after coming from Judea to Galilee. The second sign. It's a signal. It's pointing towards something, or maybe even better, it's pointing toward someone. At the end of this account, John records a, a conversation between Jesus and his uh, disciples. And uh, this is actually after the resurrection, if you look at the timeline. And so there's 11 disciples. Judas is gone. Jesus has been to the cross. John saw him on the cross. He went into the tomb, and now the tomb is empty, and this is post-resurrection. And all the, all the signs have been completed. And Jesus, knowing that they would document these signs for generations and generations to follow, Jesus said, with you in mind, John chapter 20, verse 29, it says that Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Look what he says. Blessed are those who have not seen me, but still have believed. That's you. That's me. Blessed are those who believe based on the eyewitness accounts. Blessed are those who have not seen, but still believe. And John says, I want you to know. I want you to understand. I mean, you can just feel his passion. I want you to be certain, not pretty sure. I want you to be certain. And John says, Jesus performed many other signs in front of his disciples. We saw a lot of stuff we experienced. I, didn't have, I couldn't write them all down in this book. It, it's even bigger. I mean, it, but it's, it's bigger than what just happened. Really what I want you to know, I want you to know why. I want you to know why. And he says this, he says, but these are written. The reason that I tell you all of this is I want you to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And, and if you believe this, you will have life because you belong to him. My hope and my prayer that as we journey with John through the life of Jesus, through these signs, is that you too would come to believe and have life in his name. Friends, it's not enough to, to read the notes on the page. At some point, you have to hear the music. It's not enough to walk around the edge of the pool. At some point, you have to jump in and get, well, get wet. See, abundant life. Life with Jesus is available to you, and it's available to you right Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at hello at 
Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith.